What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, April 16th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 250 of the, of the second installment of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only NWO Wolfpack. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, as always, start with our Wrestling News and Views segment, which we brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the three-time WWS Hall of Famer, 2015, 17, and 20, and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Of course, he is the Iceman, Jared Geralmo. Also, ladies and gentlemen, on the TalkShoe chat box here tonight, the human suplex machine, John Gross, a two-time WWS Hall of Famer, the first 2016 and also 2020 uh, <clears throat> Legacy Wing, of course. Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, uh, of course, uh, recipient this year. Of course, will bring us tonight's uh, wrestling history and birthdays here for tonight here as well. Before we get into tonight's itinerary here tonight, let's go ahead and welcome, of course, uh, JD and John to what should be, of course, a very big time evening here today. Of course, on episode a Howling Good Time here tonight on Wolfpack episode 250. Indeed, it will, and it will also be a little emotional, too. Absolutely, and we'll get to that moment this moment. Well put, JD. Thank you very much. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed comes to us tonight from, of course, one of our veteran groups here in the WWS stable of groups, of course, on Facebook, as, of course, Future of WCWS. If you care to join us for our live video feed here tonight from Future of WCWS here this evening, please join us 
by going to facebook.com slash groups forward slash WWS future. <clears throat> and if you're here to join us through talkshow.com, the phone number, as always, is 1 562 0444. Caller ID 138521 pound. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, ladies and gentlemen, which will include the following. It will include, of course, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays here tonight. We will also, of course, have you have, of course, both uh, <clears throat> um, due to, of course, the big time discussion with J.D. and Mitt last night about Dark Side of the Ring. We will, of course, have our official results and personal opinions as far as, of course, uh, what happened last night with both AEW, of course, here and NXT. And also, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will also have some more. Uh, matches up here in our WWS Blast from the Past Wrestling Pay-Per-View Extravaganza, among other things here, of course, here tonight. So be sure to sit back and relax and listen as we get get started here, of course, on 250 of NWO Wolfpack. Before I turn things over to JD for the rest of the news reviews here this evening, uh, we received some very, very shocking, shocking news, of course, in the world of wrestling. First off, ladies and gentlemen, I will be, I will I do appreciation here to, of course, my entire WWS staff, including, of course, uh, um, uh, big props, of course, go out to the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, of course, for informing me of this earlier here tonight, as, I mean, earlier today, uh, as, of course, this has officially been confirmed by WWE, and we have confirmed it through other sources as well. This is 100% legit, ladies and gentlemen, and and I wish, uh, of course, to be honest with you, I wish it, wish in a way that it, I wish that it wasn't uh, legit. But of course, unfortunately, uh, I have to I have the sad duty that it is 100%, it is 100%, uh, it is 100% true. And this is through WWE.com, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, like so, once again, the Empress Amberie Rickenbach sent us this link here, and we have it on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. If you care to, of course, listen in on that here tonight. Of course, ladies, the sad duty, of course, here is, unfortunately, is that WWE Hall of Famer and one of the one of the big time, one of the greatest ring announcers in the history of not just WWE, but, of course, of pro wrestling altogether, ladies and gentlemen. Also a WWE Hall of Famer and also the man behind the term WrestleMania. Yes, I am referring to the one and only they called him the Fink. Of course, we knew him as also as Howard Finkel. Uh, of course, uh, let me go ahead and just go ahead and get right down to, of course, brass tacks. Of course, WWE is saddened to learn that or that we did let Howard Finkel sadly has passed away at the age of 69 years old. Uh, of course, here's a little bit of a uh, little bit of talk about uh, the Fink. When considering the greatest ring announcers in the history of sports and, and sports entertainment, you'd be hard pressed to name one better than Howard Finkel. Of course, a native of Newark, Newark. New Jersey. The Fink, a label that has been attached affectionately to Howard over the years, made his ring announcing debut at Madison Square Garden in 1977 for, of course, the original name of the WWE, the WWWF, of course, or the World Wide Wrestling Federation. In 1979, Finkel was the full-time ring announcer for WWWF, and when WWF, or of course, we would know it now as WWE, was established in 1980, the Fink became the first and eventually longest-serving employee 
Finkel's distinctive voice was instantly recognizable, and for more than two decades, superstars such as the Ultimate Warrior, Steve Austin, and more would have a title victory marked by the Fink's signature call and new world champion. Yes. Okay. Despite being a ring announcer, Finkel didn't shy away from in-ring competition in certain circumstances. In 1995, he battled his longtime rival Harvey Wilkelman in a tuxedo match on Raw, and he actually later helped X-Pac shave Jeff Jarrett's head in a hair-versus-hair match at SummerSlam in 1998. In addition to his legendary tenure as a ring announcer, the Fink was an indispensable resource inside the WWE offices for his vast knowledge of sports and history. Well-respected by current superstars, WWE legends, and Hall of Famers, Finkel's encyclopedic memory and kindness made him beloved among his colleagues. Of course, as you know, the Fink was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame on April the 4th, 2009. So, of course, WWE, and also, ladies and gentlemen, I will I will add on to that a little bit. The WWS Radio Network extends its condolences to the Fink's family, friends, and many, many fans all around the world who, of course, got to hear this iconic voice, of course. Uh, I even remember Booker T saying whenever he, uh, whenever, um, saying when Justin Roberts introduced him at, at the SummerSlam one year when Del Rio took on CM Punk, and CM Punk named said that the Pink was the, was his personal ring announcer. And he just stood there and just was in awe. Over, over the whole, over you know the, the fans still appreciating, of course, what the feet brought to the table. And Booker T said, said it best. Said you knew you made it big when the feet announced it, announced you. And he could not be more right about that. Absolutely. Like I said, a true voice. Sadly, ladies and gentlemen, has been silenced here. But ladies and gentlemen, we continue to remember the feet and all the greatest moments ever, of course, in the history of wrestling. Um, of course, like I said, WWF, WWE, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I mean, the, the, the moments are inescapable, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, of course, one is not mentioned here because was obviously the encounter that Fink had with Lillian Garcia. If y'all remember that moment, <laughs> and I do. And, and but when they stripped Fink down to his underwear, <laughs> I said, "Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, we remember that moment." Or WrestleMania 10 when they had the. When he had the two pay on for the hair club for men right there. So yes. Okay. So uh some great moments here, ladies and gentlemen. Truly, like I said, um, you know, a, a true legend in the world of wrestling. I mean, you don't have to be involved in in ring action to be a legend in wrestling. And the Fink was one of those that really proved that, in my personal opinion. Um, I know all these guys are going to have really have something to say. Um, and let's first off, that we're gonna go segue right into the rest of the news and views here. I know J.D. will have something that he might like to share about the thing. So let's go ahead and get J.D.'s thoughts here before he brings us tonight's news. J.D., please go ahead. I don't think you guys said it any better. And we're going to play a small little soundbite of some of Fink's greatest moments right now, ladies and gentlemen. So here's a tribute in honor of Howard Finkel before I give you my thoughts and we'll get into the news. Steve 
Think of the Fink, however, you think of many things, however. For me, and I'm sure everyone else, however, they have their own memories in time and place. Yes, folks, Howard Finkel left us today way too soon, at the age of 69. And when it comes to Howard Finkel, I think we all go back to the time and place where we first remember when we first watched the Fink grow and mature as one of the greatest, if not the dean of announcing of all time. Sure, we have all other announcers in the past that have made an impact. Guys such as Gary Michael Capetta, Gordon Soley, Lance Russell, and many others, however. But when it came to New York City in the WWF, however, there was one person that stood above them all and head and shoulders above the rest. Hired in 1975 by Vince McMahon Sr., however, it was less than a short time later in 1976, however, that the Fink, Howard Finkel, however, would become a fixture at many Madison Square Garden events and would call many memorable title matches. Over his 40-year career, however, he would see many people come and go, however, when it came to wrestlers. Guys such as superstar Billy Graham, Bob Backlund, Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, John Cena, Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, The Ultimate Warrior, and many others. To me, my first memory of the Fink Hour happened when I was very young. This was at a time when I was in grade school, around second or third grade, back in the mid-80s, in 1984 to be exact. Going back, however, I can still picture him calling that memorable match that fateful day in January of 1984 when Hulk Hogan walked into the garden in front of 20,000 people at Madison Square Garden to take on one of the most hated men at the time, however, who had wrestled the title away from the former World Heavyweight Champion of six-plus years, Bob Backlund. The man who always, uh, and has still to this day, a fine vocabulary when it comes to uh, uniqueness as far as charisma, passion, energy, and yes, even nonsense. Koso Davari, better known to you all as the Iron Sheik. When the Iron Sheik, however, lost the world's title, however, to Hulk Hogan in January 1984, it was the signifying of something new, something magical was in the air, and a new era had begun. But that was just only the taste of it. One year later, 1985, fast forward the clock, March 1985 to be exact. It was there that Hulk Hogan, however, along with Mr. T, however, the Fink, and many others, however, were at a special event that Vince's father, I'm sure, would have been proud of, but also wondered what his son was getting into by doing a closed-circuit show simply known as WrestleMania. 
It was the Fink who came up with the idea in Vince McMahon's home, along with Gene Okerlund, who now the Fink is with, however, along with many others up there in that green, green above the sky tonight. But I'm sure they're all sitting back now, along with many other legends, Andre the Giant, Bobby Heenan, Gorilla Monsoon, Owen Hart, Big John Stout, Andre the Giant, and many others, and having a few cocktails and saying... There was something special in the air that day, and there was something special we created. Yes, Howard, you did create something special. You did create something magical. And over the years, you became one of the true voices that the Garden always remembered hearing for many, many years. Young or old, it didn't really matter. You can still go back and watch him now on the network. You can even listen to his voice and just close your eyes and picture you were back in that time frame. When I heard the news this morning, however, a little bit of sadness came over me, however, and a little lump in my throat. But I've gone over it since, but I'm still having it even now as I speak here tonight. I don't think I could have said it any better than when I said it earlier today to everyone out there. Thank you, Howard, for the voices, memories, and voice you created for all of us fans. For 40 years... You were the true pioneer and the true king of New York. If there was a guy who could have ran for the mayor of New York, however, besides the other people who have been mayor over the years, such as Ed Koch, Rudolph Giuliani, Governor Cuomo, you, my friend, would have been probably one of the people they would have put on the ballot. Because of your generosity, because of your good heart and spirit, but most of all because of your passion and because of the charisma you brought to everyone. Howard, voice is now silenced, and we say goodbye to you, my friend. But no, we will see you again someday. But again, I don't think there will ever be a better voice that will not be carried around anymore than yours. Sure, there might be imitators, and there might be better guys out there and girls who will try to pick up the style that you left for them, but it won't be the same. But know this, Howard. You set a trailblazer for many people, young and old, fans alike, as far as wrestlers and also fans alike, Howard. But know this, Howard. Your spirit will always live on in the minds of many. And to that, my friend, I say goodbye. And know someday we will see you soon again. Thank you. With that said... Let's get into the news now. According to reports, however, we understand, ladies and gentlemen, however, Muscle and Fitness Magazine is reporting tonight, however, that superstar Roman Reigns this week announced that him and his wife, Galena, are now expecting twins. Roman confirmed this earlier today on Twitter, however, and said in a recent interview with Muscle and Fitness that he is going to be a father of five with Galena, his lovely wife, however, and now are expecting twins as he's the father. So, so congratulations to the big dog, certainly, on his accomplishment, however, and his family, however, of expanding. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, mind you, it was a wild night, however, as you would expect in the uh, Wednesday Night War. NXT viewership for the second week in a row shockingly beat AEW, but not by much this week, as they barely got by 1,000 viewers. They, of course, however, scored 692,000, however, while AEW finished with 683. 
Dynamite finished 29th in the 89-49 demographic, while NXT finished 48th in the same category. Mind you. Also, if that's not all, a couple of other stories to report, however. The team formerly knows the revival now have filed trademarks, however, for, quote, fear of the revolt. Daniel Wheeler, who wrestled as Dash Wilder, technically filed the trademark, and the duo previously revealed that they will use the names Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, however, mind you. So it looks like the revival have a new name. Meanwhile, Killer Cross, however, who made his debut last night, ladies and gentlemen, however, will be leaving or not, however, beginning a new name called Corinne Cross, however, as he made his debut last night at the tail end of NXT. Now, next week, however, NXT... Whoops, I just saw it. Hold on a second, folks. We can tell you the matches that are already set up for next week, ladies and gentlemen, however, for NXT and AEW. For AEW, however, two tournament matches will commence next week, however. Darby Allen, of course, will take on Sammy Guevara, the Spanish god, in a quarterfinal match for the TNT title tournament. Dustin Rhodes will take on Kip Sabian, who will have Penelope Ford in his uh, corner. Kenny Omega, however, the cleaner will be back. The exalted one, Brody Lee, however, will be in action. And Orange Cassidy, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, will take on Jimmy Havoc. The winner of Allen Guevara will face Cody in the semifinals, while the road saving winner will face the destruction, Lance Archer, however. The Murderhawk uh, Maniac, I believe that's his call, what he's called, I'm not sure. Anyway, the show was, of course, taped in Norcross Swords at One Fall Power Factory, if you will. Of course, that'll be next week. NXT, meanwhile, however, will have a pretty good show itself next week as well. With that said, Finn Balor is set to take on the Velveteen Dream, ladies and gentlemen. Also, Kushida will take on Tony Nese in a Block A interim NXT Cruiserweight title tournament match. Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox will take on Dakota Guy and Raquel Gonzalez. And Jack Gallagher will compete in a B-block interim NXT Cruiserweight title match against El Hio del Fantasma. But that could change, we understand, however. Also, Drake Maverick, believe it or not, however, versus Jake Atlas will meet in an A-block interim NXT Cruiserweight title tournament match. And finally, folks, however, we end this day, however, with another bit of sad news to report. And if you just give me a minute, I'll have that ready for you in just one minute, folks. So bear with me here, folks. Okay, here we go. I got it. All right. Here's what we got. In case you're wondering what that theme was from, that was from the 1985 movie, Cocoon, starring Ron Howard. Wilford Brimley, actually Ron Howard directed that movie, starring Wilford Brimley, Don Amici, Steve Gutenberg, Jessica Tandy, Hume Crone, and also Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy, of course, is probably one of the most unique actors of all time. And last night, however, his voice was silenced to us all at the age of 81. Dennehy who, of course, was a unique actor in his own right, however, has been a very special actor for many years. 
Making his pro, making his film debut, however, in 1977 in the movie Looking for Mr. Goodbar, he has appeared in many films, however, including, however, one that will be out later this year called Son of the South. His last movie, of course, surprisingly, however, came out two years ago, uh, just, just recently, called Three Days with Dad. But anyway, getting back to Dennehy. This unique actor, ladies and gentlemen, enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps from 1958 through 1963, including a brief stint in Okinawa. He had five children and was married twice. But it was his acting that caught everyone's image. In 1978, he appeared in the Sylvester Stallone drama Fist, known as Federal Interstate State Truckers, with Sylvester Stallone. That same year, he would appear with Chevy Chase, however, in the comedy with Goldie Hawn and Dudley Moore, Foul Play. 1979, he came out with the Dudley Moore comedy, along with Bo Derek, when Blake Edwards playing the bartender Don in 10. But it was in 1982, by far, along with the 80s, however, that Amici would become a big star. First, as Sheriff Will Teasel in the action-adventure movie First Blood with Sylvester Stallone. And then, a year later, before Cocoon, he would appear with William Hurthauer and Lee Marvin in the intense drama thriller Corky Park. But he also appeared in boring comedy, too, than he did in action. In 1986, however, he appeared with Robert Redford, however, Deborah Winger, however, and Daryl Hannah in the quirky comedy Legal Eagles. In 1995, of course, he would appear with the late Chris Farley, David Spade, and Bo Derek, teaming up with Bo Derek again for the first time since 1979 as Big Tom Callahan Sr., however, in the funny, uh, goofy Lauren Michaels comedy Tommy Boy. He also would appear in the Disney film Batatouille, believe it or not, playing the voice of Django in 2007. And he would also appear in the family uh, cutesy comedy Everyone's Here in 2006. Brian Dennehy was a unique actor, no question about it. He would win a Golden Glove for Best Actor in a Miniseries or TV role as Willie Loman in the TV film Death of a Salesman in 2000. But it was his like I said, outside of Hollywood acting, as a unique actor in, uh, like I said, or as a playwright actor and a dramatic actor, that he got everyone to notice him. Like I said, he appeared in some comedies too, but it was his drama roles that won him the best. If that's not all, believe it or not, he actually at one point before he got an actor worked as a stockbroker. And he also played football at the University of Yale, believe it or not, however, mind you. Actually went to graduate studies, I should say, going to Yale, played at Columbia University, mind you. My mistake. Nevertheless, Brian Denny, he was a one-of-a-kind person. And just like Howard Finkel, as we said earlier, he will be sorely missed, indeed, as we say goodbye to this very special, unique person. And as just as I said earlier with the Fink earlier, I want to thank Brian Denny, and I think everyone should owe a debt of thanks to Brian Denny for the legacy he left us of his acting. A really unique, special person with definitely a special heart of gold. So to the Fink and to Mr. Dennehy, as I close out this now, I toast you both, gentlemen, for the legacies you've left us. We will always forget, we will always remember you and we will never forget you. 
Thank you very much there, of course, J.D. J.D., better words could have been put in that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, our condolences to the family, friends, and fans of, of course, legendary WWE ring announcer Howard Finkel and also, uh, like as, as J.D. said, fame actor, of course, uh, Brian Danahy. Of course, as I mentioned before, one of his best roles, obviously, was playing the sheriff opposite Sylvester Stallone in First Blood which, of course, sparked the big-time legendary Rambo franchise. So so, uh, so my, our hats off to these two gentlemen. May they, of course, both rest in peace. And, of course, one of these days, we will see these gentlemen here sometime right down the road. Uh, and I'll be calling cool. back in a few minutes. i got to make another call. I'll be right back. Okay, thank you very much, sir, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice, the 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. to bring all the news that's fit to print here. In the WWS radio network, and of course, of course, as the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And then, of course, in GTS's case, hold that thought. I'm, I'm back anyway. I don't, I don't think I have to go after all. I don't think, but I'm good. I'm good. Okay, okay. Super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old fashioned combination. Of course, we would never even try to do so. Let's go ahead and go to John, of course, with our rest of history and birthdays here for today, April the 16th. Uh, 26 years ago today, which I do believe that would be 1994. Yes, 1994. NJPW hosted the first ever Super J Cup from the Rio Goku Koku Gikan. That's the best way I can pronounce that. In Tokyo. The event would win the single most incredible night of wrestling ever and won best major wrestling show of 1994, so I was correct in the year, okay? Uh, while Pegasus, of course, we knew him, of course, as the late Chris Benoit, defeated the great Sasuke to win the Super J Cup. 20 years ago today, I put it at the year 2000, WCW presented the 2000 Spring Stampede, the final Spring Stampede in WCW history, and the show took was to crown new champions after a hard reboot of the promotion a few days beforehand. Here are the list of the championships that were vacated. The U.S. Hardcore Cruiserweight, Tag Team, and WCW World Heavyweight titles. In the United States, title tournament matchups were as follows. Scott Steiner defeated The Wall by DQ in a quarterfinal. Mike Awesome defeated The Cat in a quarterfinal. Sting defeated Booker T in a quarterfinal. Vampiro defeated Billy Kidman in a quarterfinal. Scott Steiner defeated Mike Awesome by submission in a semifinal. Sting defeated Vampiro in a semifinal. And Scott Steiner would win the WWUS title by defeating Sting via referee stoppage. In the tag team title tournament, Team Package defeated the Harris Brothers and the Mamelukes by submission in a handicap match. Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas defeated Harlem Heat, and they would win the WCW World Tag Team titles over Team Package. And here are the non-tournament matches. Man Cow defeated Jimmy Hart. Terry Funk defeated Norman Smiley to win the vacated WCW Hardcore title. Chris Candido defeated Crowbar, Shannon, Shannon Moore, Juventu Guerrero, and Lash LaRue, and also The Artist to capture the WCW Cruiserweight title in a six-man suicide match. And, of course, the WCW World Heavyweight title tournament final match. Jeff Jarrett defeated DDP to win, regain the WCW title with Kimberly turning on Paige and aligning herself with Eric Bischoff and the New Blood. Jarrett and DDP both advanced to the finals with Jarrett defeating Kurt Henning and DDP defeating Sting. 19 years ago today, we put it at 2001 on Monday Night Raw from Knoxville, Tennessee, Triple H defeated Jeff Hardy to win the Continental title. 
17 years ago today, 2003, at an NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Jerry Lynn and the Amazing Red defeated Triple X to win the NWA World Tag Team titles. 16 years later, 16 years ago today, of course, 2004, Steve Austin leaves WWE for the second time as the two sides fell to an agreement on a long-term contract. Austin would not return to WWE program until April 3rd, 2005, at WrestleMania 21. And of course, ever since then, he has appeared on he has appeared on WWE program. 13 years ago today, put it at 2007 on Monday Night Raw from Milan, Italy, Santino Morella makes his WWE debut and in a shocking upset with help from Bobby Lashley, defeats Umaga to win the Intercontinental title. 11 years ago today, put it at 2009, WWE reboot superstars for WGN America. The first match of the debut show featured The Undertaker defeating Matt Hardy and Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> Undertaker defeating Matt Hardy and Cody Rhodes defeating Shane McMahon by DQ in the main event. 10 years ago today, put it at 2010, WWE is forced to abandon creative plans after all flights out of the United Kingdom are grounded due to an erupting volcano in Iceland. The Raw crew were over in the UK and they were due back in time for a show in East Rutherford, New Jersey two days later. The volcano forces the SmackDown crew to go in to go in their place that Monday night. The only three Raw superstars that were on the show that stayed featured Triple H, Carlito, and Vladimir Kozlov. And also, this was Triple H's last Raw match until May of 2013, and his last appearance until February of 2011. Two years ago today, we put it at 2018, WWE presented the second annual Superstar Shakeup, meaning that both SmackDown superstars were headed to Raw. Traded from SmackDown to Raw was Jinder Mahal, as he brought the U.S. title with him, but dropped the title earlier that night to Jeff Hardy. The next night, Hardy would take the belt to SmackDown. The Riot Squad, KO, and Sami Zayn, uh, uh, Zack Ryder, Brizongo, Natalia, Mojo, Raleigh, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Mike Kanellis, The Ascension, Bobby Roode, and Chad Gable all joined the Raw brand. Also, this is Bobby Lashley's first match as he teams with Braun Strowman, Bobby Roode, Finn, and Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins, defeating the team of The Miztourage, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. And this is Bobby Lashley's first Raw match since July of 2007. Today, believe it or not, we have some birthdays here. Happy 40th birthday to former Cruiserweight, WWE Cruiserweight, and WWE Tag Team Champion, Paul London. Remember Paul London, yes. Also, happy 31st birthday to current NXT uh, female competitor, Mia Yim. And today, I have a somber birthday here. Today would have been the 83rd birthday of George the Animal Steel. And here are some non-wrestling-related histories and birthdays. For sports history and celebrity birthdays as well. On this day in 1963, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. pens his letter from Birmingham Jail in Birmingham, Alabama, for protesting against segregation. In 1972, the Apollo 16 launches in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Uh, 13 years ago today, uh, that was one, once again 2007, another tragic April incident happened at Virginia Tech when Sue Hui Kit Ko an undergraduate student at the university and a U.S. resident of South Korean origin shot and murdered 32 people and wounded 17 others with two semi-automatic pistols. The attack began in two separate incidents. The first was in West Ambler Johnston Hall, a residence where he killed two students. The other incident was in Norris Hall, where he killed 31 more 
then also he uh, put the gun to himself. His first attack started at 6.47 a.m. and it was seen near the entrance to West Ambler Johnson Hall. And around 7.15 a.m. he entered the first room and shot Emily J. Hilsher, a 19-year-old, and also shot Ryan C. Clark, who was a 22-year-old. Hilsher stayed alive for three hours, but no one from the school, law enforcement, or even the hospital notified her family until after she had died, which was stupid. Cho would change out of his blood-stained clothes, deleting his emails on the computer in almost two hours before the first killings. Cho appears at a post office man in a package of writing saying, You made me do this. Cho walked to Norris Hall and carried chains, locks, a hammer, knife, and two handguns and placed a note saying that a bomb would explode. Cho shot students and faculty on the second floor. The bomb threat would not be called in, and the first call to 911 was received at 9.42 a.m. Cho looked into several classrooms before the killings began. He killed more and more people in rooms 207, 211, 206, and 204. Cho would stop his killing, and then he immediately killed himself in a in a in a French classroom with, with, with the Glock 19. A candlelight vigil was held on April 17, 2007, the day after the shootings. And, of course, J.D. might enjoy some of this. Today's a happy 73rd birthday to former NBA star for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Los Angeles Lakers, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Also, happy 56th birthday to movie star Martin Lawrence. Martin! Martin! He's the man. Okay. Happy 47th birthday to the singer Akon. I've never heard any of his music, so I'm very, I'm not that familiar with him. Happy 30th birthday to to, uh, basketball player Reggie Jackson, where he was declared the 24th overall by the Oklahoma City Thunder in 2011. And today would have been the 49th birthday um, for American singer, songwriter, spokesperson, model, actress, and fashion designer Zelina Perez. She died at the age of 23 from a gunshot wound when her friend and former manager Yolanda Saldivar shot her in the lower right shoulder, causing a massive loss of blood on March 31, 1995. And here are some sports to end the history and the birthdays for John. On this day, 1935, Babe Ruth homered for the Yankees in his first game against the Boston Braves. And, of course, happy 65th birthday to Bruce Bocci. Okay. Uh, this day in 1949, the Toronto Maple Leafs became the first team to win the Stanley, Club, Stanley, Stanley Cup three years in a row. Also on this day, 2013, uh, another somber passing here. Pat Summerall, of course, legendary sports announcer, sadly dies at the age of 82 in Dallas, Texas, due to cardiac arrest. Went to the Masters for many years, and the former yeah. CBS analyst with John Madden, of course, called many Super Bowls with Tom Brookshire. Absolutely. Great, great voice there. Also, him and John Madden did the, was in the movie The Replacements, did a lot of the, right. when they when they showed the, when they and, Black, the, and Black Sunday, the movie with Robert Shaw, believe it or not, in 19, with Tom Brookshire in 1977. I know that. Uh, of course, uh, uh, John, John says that that's all he's got for the history of birthdays, wrestling. Of course, wrestling. I do have a couple. Okay, well, John has one thing to say about the thing. I'm going to go and read that, and then you can go ahead and get to yours here. John says, John says that Fink, the thing was a good ring announcer, the best ring announcer of all time from the first WrestleMania, also SummerSlams, Raw, Survivor Series, pay-per-views, the list goes on and on. The WWE had their own version of Michael Buffer, and that man, of course, 
was a man, of course, that was probably probably came long before Michael Buffett was ever heard of, and that was obviously Howard Finkel. John, I added a little bit of that to that, just kind of help explain that a little bit. And before we before we get to, of course, our next plug here, and we might be bringing somebody in here momentarily. JD does have a couple he wants to add here, so JD, go ahead and add what you got. Happy 68th birthday to New England Patriots coach, and even though we don't like the man, however, Bill Belichick, who turned 68 today. And today, folks, happy 40th, 73rd birthday to the first three-time NCAA college basketball NCAA Final Four MVP. His name was known as Noel Cinder. Of course, he played with the UCLA Bruins in the mid to late 60s, however, in the tumultuous 60s, as we know. He would later create the Skyhook. He was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks and played for the Los Angeles Lakers. But yes, he was also known as his role as Roger Murdoch, however, in the Airplane movie of 1980. Yes, folks, the master of the Skyhook himself, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, turned 73 today. Happy birthday to old number 33, one of the most unique basketball players of all time, and to Coach Bill Belichick on their day today. Okay. Oh, yeah, I did I did actually say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar earlier. So, yeah, but that's okay. Because uh, <laughs> John actually announced it. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Uh, hey, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play for the Los Angeles Lakers. No, I'm the co-pilot. <laughs> My name is Roger Murray. Yeah. Hey, 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 J.D., can I ask you a question? Have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> Do you like to hang around like the gymnasium? <laughs> Do you watch gladiator movies? <laughs> yeah. Do you like movies about gladiators? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't supposed oh, yeah. to be in. You know what? I have that. I'm going to dig that clip up for the night's over. Okay. Well, they, okay, well like I said, I mean, you, well, we can play a little bit. I'll just play a small snap bit of it later. So, don't worry. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, thank you very much, there, John, for the wrestling, uh, wrestling, and of course, uh, uh, non-wrestling history and birthdays here tonight. And JD, thank you very much, there, sir, for the news and views here for tonight here as well. Uh, let's give you this one more time, ladies and gentlemen. 10:04 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thursday, August. I mean, August. April 6th. Blooper time, bit. April 6th. That's a major blooper. We can mark that one. And <laughs> that's an even major one right there. April 16th, 2020. NWO Wolfpack episode 200 and 250. Uh, Mr. W7US, Chad Henshaw, along with the Iceman, Jared Geralmo, and also the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. I do see, I think, on the line here, now get ready to come on here, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just see here. Yes. Get ready to come on the line, ladies and gentlemen. He is also a two-time WCWS Hall of Famer, uh, 2017 and also 2020 uh, member of the Legacy Wing this year. Also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. He's also a contributor to WCWS for all radio. He's also, of course, uh, uh, his other his main nickname, of course, ladies and gentlemen. If you, of course, uh, remember the classic 60 sitcom Happy Days, you might recognize you might recognize this man's nickname here. As of course, he it kind of resembles one of the central characters from Happy Days. As of course, that character went a little something. If I can. Just like this. Yes, uh, Fonzie, and of course, Fonzie, I think, sounds a little bit uh, tired, a little bit down here. Um, I hope he's okay. But uh, Fonzie, we thank you for your patience here. Welcome, of course, to Wolf Pack 250. We thank you for coming in here with us here tonight. Uh, <clears throat> in the meantime here, before we get underway with anything, I did just happen to notice here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for some odd reason here, we just 
sadly lost the I don't know how long ago into it we lost it, but we just lost the video from future of WCWS. Uh, so um, we're going to have to, uh, my apologies, of course, to everyone who was involved in the video here. But we will, of course, try doing a video from there again here soon. We're not sure what happened. We may have had kind of a little bit of a, of a blip or something like that. And apparently it didn't seem to affect the program. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, so my apologies there. There, there, will, there will be a video on Future of WWS for tonight's show, uh, but it will not be a long one. Um, but my, my humblest apologies there to, uh, to those who, of course, did attend, did, did attend the live video feed there indeed. Uh, so we'll, uh, <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll, of course, uh, make that up, of course, sometime here down the road. In the meantime, let's see what, of course, uh, as far as our thoughts and opinions and also results by AEW and NXT, uh, here's what here's some of the couple things John's had to say here. He says, of course, NXT and AEW were very good, although Johnson he didn't watch both shows. He was interested to see a feud between Chiang and, of course, a man who was known as Killer Cross. I think JDC was known as something else now, I think. That is actually, he's, that's actually going to be good. You also heard that, of course, uh, that John Moxley and Jake Hager stole the show as well in, uh, in of course, AEW. Also, of course, Jericho doing some comp your uh, Jericho doing some commentating as well. And John says all he really had to say about AEW and NXT. And also, he just also just reminded me too that my live feed actually got shut down. Um, and John, uh, please apologize to your to your folks who did make it on. We're not sure what happened, but I didn't know it was off until just now. So send them my apologies, and we will we will make it up to them tomorrow night, of course, on Revolution. Hopefully, we'll have it working by that time. Uh, so so that's John's thoughts right there. Thank you very much, there, John. Uh, Fonzie, was there anything I know you keep up with NXT here for us? Is there anything you wish to bring up about as far as NXT is concerned? Mm. No, no comment. Okay, okay, all right. Understand, understandable. They, they're fine. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, JD, anything you wish to have for either AEW or NXT? And uh, your personal thoughts as, as to what happened? NXT wasn't too bad this week, but again, it could have been just a little bit better if you ask me. However, I mean, the main event was a little too long involving Moxley and Hager. Of course, the Mox won, however. Jericho, of course, once again, acting like his cocky, arrogant self. Of course, he had the Spanish god, as he called him, as I like to call him, the sneaky slime bag. Uh, should I say not sneaky and slimy? Let's, well, he is sneaky, but he's also slimy. He's also a total scumbag, however. The so-called Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. Uh, Britt Baker making short work of her, uh, like I said, opponent tonight, Cassandra Golden, a newcomer. Uh, Sean Spears, of course, the perfect 10, minus Tully Blanchard, uh, went in an easy-peasy uh, squash match in about two minutes. And then, of course, she had uh, the uh, very dangerous Lance Archer against Cole Cabana, which was a pretty good opener, but uh, Archer continues to punch his uh, ticket to the semis, if you will. Now, as far as NXT goes, however... Uh, we're going to see next week Finn Balor and Velveteen Dream, especially after Cole and uh, the Velveteen Dream got in with one each other's face. However, very interesting to see Finn Balor challenge the Dream next week, considering Finn has got a date down the road with Walter of Impidium. 
And, of course, he's got Marcel Bartel and uh, the rest of the you know, Goon Squad, Alexander Wolf. I'm sure he'll deal with him at some point, too. Uh, you saw Killer Cross at the end of the night with Scarlet Boudreaux, even though they didn't show him on camera, attacked him also Chiapas. So it looks like Chiapas got a new feud right away because uh, they finished off the Gargano thing last week. Uh, Tegan Knox and... Uh, like I said, Howard had a pretty good match with uh, Dakota Kai, but of course next week we've got a tag match. Raquel Gonzalez and Tegan versus Dakota Kai and Shotzi Blackheart. That should be pretty good. Uh, Finn, of course, won a pretty good opener, if you ask me. I mean, normally, I mean, like I said, I would be ranting about things in this, and I know I'm just dissecting bits and pieces of this, but usually the icebreakers, I mean, because of what's happening right now, are right now, however, not saying they're sunk, however, but they're kind of above the surface right now, but they will be going back down below very soon and having a little bit of rants. I might have a little more ranting to say about some of these two shows coming up tomorrow night, possibly, or maybe next week at some point. But in fact, you know what? I'll do that next Tuesday after Raw. I'll share my thoughts on that, maybe, if I can. If not, maybe tomorrow night. But yeah, uh, surprisingly, NXT won the night, however, uh, which surprised me for the second week row. They beat AEW, however. Now, next week, we'll see what happens. They have a couple more tournament matches. Kenny Omega and Brody Lee will be returning, hopefully, NXT. Uh, like I said, I mean, they've caught fire the last couple weeks, however, beating AEW, however. I mean, this is the first time they beat them in back-to-back weeks. I mean, is this showing that AEW is starting to wear off a little bit as far as his viewership goes the last couple weeks, or is it just because Chris Jericho may be in his commentary, which... Last week was okay in doses, a little bit here and there. This week it was kind of off a little bit here and there, although he had some good quirks out. But again, it just seemed like he was too cocky, too uh, charismatic, and too uh, much of a little, uh, let's just say, clown, if you want to use the term loosely. He was a little clownish last night, although he did have some quips here and there, but he sounded like he was uh, more into you know, just acting like a total jackass clown. I don't care what you say. Some people might say it's true, maybe it's not, it doesn't really matter. But it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I was surprised that NXT beat them for the night hour, considering how they had that uh, tag team match to close out the show. Danny knows one of the guys who teamed up with apparently the Broman, who the Broman, of course, took on with and did not have his buddy Pete Dunn with him against the Undisputed Era. I was surprised once again the Undisputed Era lost that. I thought they would have had a chance to get the gold back, but apparently that wasn't the case here. But, like I said, I'll go into more details a little bit of certain parts of each show tomorrow night, however, and certain wrestlers I'm going to pick apart and let's just say rant on, if you will, if I have a few chances to rant on a few, but one thing, actually, you know what, I'll talk about a few people I'll rant on real quick. First off, as far as AEW goes, I'm not going to rant on Lance Archer, because I mean, Lance Archer, I'm becoming more and more very impressive. I will rant about Sam Guerrero, because I'm tired of seeing that Jericho assistant uh, helping, uh, let's just say, uh, crony if you want to use the word term, yeah, or crony, or let's just say the, uh, I need to see word besides clown and crony. Uh, he's sort of a little, uh, uh, what's a good C word to describe? Sam uh, Guevara. Well, regardless, however, he continues to basically be thinking he's a Spanish guy and he's sexy and everyone wants him, including Brandy Rose. Well, guess what, Sammy? Here's an idea. Why don't you take your lessons from Steve of Jackass and tattoo that across your phone and said, I am a total jackass because I am an gum chewing, flapping, Jericho disciple wannabe ass clown. Okay? You're an ass clown. Seriously. You think you're all that and then some you're not. Okay? You beat freaking Chucky T with Orange Cassidy, especially squeezed Orange Cassidy, that is, Howard. And also because of Penelope Ford, however, because she basically did a hurricane and basically it was a three on one beatdown, however, because you also had Kip Sabin in that match. 
Then, of course, you have, like I said, the uh, main event uh, matchup with Hager and Mox. And I said, enough is enough. And I'm tired of that Donald Trump Daffy Duck lover, Howard. Jericho's bitch boy bodyguard, Howard. The guy he thinks he's so good, Howard, because he's a four-time superstar OU in football wrestling. He is. Don't get me wrong. He is tough and big, and he can wrestle. But, of course, he has to be Jericho's little bodyguard helping man, if you will. And, yes, I'm talking about the one and only jag off uh, jackass let's just say the jester himself jake hager and of course last night i will say he fought a half pretty good match against uh moxley but moxley came through with the win in the end although it was way way too long i don't know why it was too long but it is what it is so but on that yeah i mean it was an all right show for the most part there were some good things about it again we'll have to see what happens next week with what's going on Thank you very much there, gentlemen, for your thoughts and opinions about what happened last night with AEW, of course, and NXT. Uh, of course, as we do every single, of course, Wednesday and Thursday, we give you, of course, our the official results, of course, every Wednesday on WWS Revolution, and, of course, our own personal thoughts about each show, of course, every Thursday night on NWO Wolfpack, of course, so always be sure to listen in for all that. Let's give it this one more time, 10, 15 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, of course, Thursday, April 16, 2020. This is episode 250 of NWO Wolfpack here. Of course, we got Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw right here, along with, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Ponzi, here with you, uh, of course, here tonight. Uh, speaking of tomorrow night, of course, on Revolution, uh, we're going to let you know our live video feed will be, I do believe, from True Pioneers of Wrestling. We'll bring you, of course, our, as always, our wrestling news and views and also history and birthdays. And, ladies and gentlemen, primarily, uh, uh, depending upon how long, of course, how long, of course, this match does take place, we will, of course, have, uh, we, we may, of course, have some more matches in our Blast from the, pa- Blast from the Past wrestling pay-per-view extravaganza. But, of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tomorrow night, primarily, we will have another match in our WWS Trivia Championship Series. As you, of course, recall, the other week, ladies and gentlemen, Danny from Oak Park and the King of Clubs, Mint Patel, of course, uh, talk, of course, have been talking, of course, a little bit of uh, back and forth here, of course, on the WWS GWI Wrestling Forum chat box. And, of course, uh, Mint has pretty much essentially challenged Danny to a match. Uh, and, and sure enough, Danny has decided to put up the WWS Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Championship on the line here against the King of Clubs, Mid Patel. We were supposed to, of course, have that match last Friday, but uh, due to certain circumstances, Danny was not able to make it on, and Mid, of course, had a prior engagement last Friday night, so he could not stay long enough to, of course, uh, to, to, to wait about to get a, an official answer as far as, of course, uh, Danny is concerned. So hopefully, like I said, we have this match scheduled for tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, in addition to the WWS Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Championship, uh, I have also decided that that both men will not go home empty-handed. Whoever wins the match, since the Ironman Heavy Metal Weight title is the main title that is being contended for, uh, someone will walk out of there with that belt. But of course, as you also know, ladies and gentlemen, we do have several belts. We do still have several belts that were vacated by Randy Halen. Of course, we had to actually take those belts away from him because he was not, he did not get back with us to, uh, of course, defend him. He had not defended him for, for, for probably several years. 
And uh, and so after trying to get to, through to him and all, we had no choice but to officially, of course, have to strip him of the championships. And he had a bunch of them in our trivia championship series. So, and we, of course, as you know, of course, have awarded one belt so far for us. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, of course, is now officially your new ECWS World Heavyweight Champion. Um, and, of course, uh, Fonzie, by the way, I will let you know on the ECWS page, I have updated what that picture is of the belt. Your name is now above it. So, uh, so you get an opportunity to take a look at it when you get a chance. It is up there whenever you like to go and look at it. Uh, but, of course, ladies and gentlemen, another belt from this list of champ vacated championships will also be decided as whoever does not win the Ironman Heavy Metal Weight title will also will will go home with with the FMWS World Heavyweight Championship. So Danny and Mint will go home with championship belts. The question is, which one, who will go home with which belt? We'll find that out, of course, hopefully tomorrow night, of course, on Revolution Episode 822. Of course, with the likes of our live video feed from True Pioneers of Wrestling, of course, 138055 pounds. Be sure to join us here for that. Uh, the Iceman did have to step away, I do believe. Yes, we have the Iceman back here with us here now. I think he had to step away for just a brief moment here. Uh, he, had, he, he had, was out briefly to take care of his briefs. Uh, <laughs> oh, and by the way, Mitch told me to tell you he will be in shortly, but I also have this for you all. Okay. There you go. And the capital of Nebraska is Lincoln. Is Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, there you go. In fact, you know, you know I'm going to find that clip right now. Well, I actually, I'm, actually, like I said, if you want to, uh, you can play it off of your chat box on Facebook. Because remember, I sent you a voice clip of that. I know. Also, the one for Willer Beer. That was off the same movie. So, there you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Harry Rama, Harry Rama, Harry Rama, Harry Rama. There you go. You're okay. We'll have the video up, so you're okay to play that. You're you're fine. So, all right, all right, gentlemen. Uh, I see. Uh, like I said, we're, we're hopefully to hear get ready to hear momentarily. Uh, as JD said, from the King of Club, Matt Patel here, of course, momentarily. Uh, let me see here. Uh, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, of course, of course, with our uh, remember the Blast from the Past Wrestling pay per view Facebook uh, page. Uh, we, uh, of course, we're still we're, we're still getting some matches added on there from what we've already talked about on the shows. And also, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget Motor Week Retro Review Cards of the Past, Facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash Motor Week Retro Cars. You can check out, of course, past videos of, of cars from the past, of course, being reviewed from the 70s all the way through, of course, uh, the early 2000s. Uh, definitely check that out here, of course, here today. And also, ladies and gentlemen, on our page, NASCAR US High Octane History, of course, with a lot of the uh, sports out, of course, one of them, of course, obviously affected was, of course, NASCAR. 
even though they have been talking about they may be bringing that back next month but of course we'll just have to we're, we're still waiting to hear of course if that's going to be the case but in the meantime here ladies and gentlemen i will go ahead and say that i have posted a lot of the classic races uh some dating back to the 50s um, <clears throat> um but all the way through of course uh, some uh, uh some recent uh some recent stuff here indeed so all right back okay jd uh, so, of course, be sure to check out, of course, NASCAR U.S. High Octane History, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash NASCAR U.S. History. If you want to, of course, check out those. Uh, and these are the full races, ladies and gentlemen. These are not clips or anything. These are the, these are the full races that were shown, of course, on, I think, different networks from Fox to TNT to NBC, ABC back in the day and all that. But different races, of course, from different time periods. So be sure to check that out here today. Also, one more thing, ladies and gentlemen, on WWS Sports Roundup, we, of course, have been added a bunch more, of course, sports moments, including a lot of football action, ladies and gentlemen. Now, J.D. had to step away for a moment, but he will be thrilled to probably hear this uh, for your football buffs out there. Of course, I am definitely one of those. We actually, uh, believe it or not, have a I posted on this earlier today, Super Bowl Twelve. I believe it or not, I found that earlier today. So definitely check check that out among some other great moments here, of course, in uh, well, we baseball, basketball, football, hockey, a lot of other things here as well. Of course, also keeping up to date with a lot of other sports news, of course, on WWS Sports Roundup, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Sports Time. Also, don't forget as well, the Masters recaps are still there too, so be sure to check that out there indeed. John says he's got two NASCAR announcements apparently related to NASCAR. John, what what do you have here for us, sir? Let's, I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll run it by everybody here. Uh, um, okay, uh, famed NASCAR driver Jeff Burton is going to go into the NASCAR Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations, Mr. Burton. And, of course, I I think I heard about this not too long ago. Of course, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. will actually be having another child. So, uh, so, so congratulations. Uh, uh, John, I don't know if you're part of the NASCAR US page. If you are, can you post those stories on there for me? Um, and if you're not, we'll get you on there so you can post them. And any other NASCAR stuff you got. Oh, thank you very much, sir. I do definitely appreciate that. Let me know if you're not in that group. I'll put you in there. So, um, thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, but, um, but of course, like I said, hopefully we'll be here momentarily from the King Clubs and Nipple Towel. Uh, uh, Fonzie, uh, anything, sir, you'd like to get off your chest while we, of course, wait for Mint to come off? No, I don't feel like talking right now. Okay. Well, that's under, well, no problem. I completely understandable, sir. Okay, we will respect those wishes. Uh, but like I said, check out all the great stuff we got going on right now. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you will not be bored, of course, ladies and gentlemen, with of course with the overhyped clue bug, of course, after pretty much still trying to plague everyone here. Uh, but uh, be sure, of course, like I said, check out everything we've got going on here. And all of our groups, of course, related to WWS. Also, check out all of our tribute group pages. Of course, we got a bunch of different stuff posted by from my from myself, 
you know, Gerard, Michelle, JD, John, um, Ann, uh, um, a lot of other folks have posted a lot of different things. Read everything that we've got up there, up, of course, indeed. Uh, also, of course, be sure, of course, WWS Pan Empire. Of course, uh, we, I mean, uh, one of John's guys here, uh, Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, has been posting a lot of the, a lot of, of course, other pieces of wrestling history as well on some of our pages there, including WWS Fan Empire. Uh, so be sure to check that out here, of course, there as well. Uh, but we got a whole lot going on. around by leaps and bounds. So definitely check out everything that we've got going on here indeed. Uh, now, let me see if we, if, we, if J.D. is back with you. J.D., are you back with I'm me? here. No, I'm here. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, while, um, we, while we wait for a minute, let's go ahead and do, like I said, we'll go ahead and t- take care of a few uh, few more matches here in our last in the past that we, of course, started talking about here because we got like a bunch bunch to talk about here that we have found here over the last, over the, I found actually over the last several, last uh, couple weeks here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, okay, I know where we're at now. Okay, okay. And now the first one is kind of like a match in a moment, kind of mixed in together, if you want to put it that way. Uh, we start we start out with a WCW moment. This is from World War Three in 1996. This is when, of course, we knew him as the Big Show because he was known as the Giant. And I do believe he was a part of the NWO at this around this point. He actually wins that World War Three Battle Royal that took place there. What was your thoughts about that, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, this was after Halloween Havoc. However, I mean, you think about it. However, um, uh, like I said, however. Whoops, sorry about that. I was just uh, talking to a friend of mine at the same time. Um, that too. <laughs> um, uh, like I said, uh, uh, okay, Mitch says he won't be able to come on, however. Okay. Uh, he's just okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you there. So we will hopefully we'll hear from him, of course, from Mitt tomorrow night on Revolution, of course, or as he, of course, will be, be going home with, with either the WWS Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight title or the FMWS oh. Heavy Weight title. Uh, we'll let everybody know, of course, what happens there with that. John says this was actually, this was a good moment, a good match here as well. Oh, J- you were, I don't know, J- were you finished with that, J.D.? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But no, so I'm saying, like I said, it was a very interesting match, let's just say. And like I said, it was a unique match, let's just say, however. And, of course, this would set up, of course, like I said, I, I mean, I, I think that's, yeah, that's pretty much all I got, yeah. Okay. Uh, John Dowery said this was, this was a good moment here. Fonzie, any th- thoughts about the Giant or, like I said, the Big Show winning the Battle Royal from WCW's World War Three in 1996? Yeah, this is okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, next moment here, we go back to another encounter involving the Ultimate Warrior. This time, we I don't know the exact date here, but this was in April of 1990, so it was about 30 years ago, on Saturday night's main event. Mm-hmm. It was Warrior taking on 
Haku. Of course, you would also know him as Ming in WCW. Uh, J.D., your thoughts about this match? Yeah, this was a very interesting match. However, I think this happened, if I remember correctly, I think, if memory serves me, sometime, uh, oh, God, I want to say, however, sometime, I think it was in 90, I want to say, like 90, it 91. April, it was in April of 1990. I don't have an exact date, but it was in April of Yeah, I think it was after Russell, I think it was right after WrestleMania 6, if I remember, mind you. And uh, it was an interesting match, considering the fact how you uh, had some uh, interesting uh, things go on, especially with uh, what went down, however, involving this and that, however. Uh, but it was a very unique match, let's just say. Uh, and this was, I think, during War, one of Warriors' first early title defenses, I remember. Okay, all right. John, your thoughts here about Warrior versus Haku from Saturday Night's main event. It was in April of 1990. And this is worded according to YouTube. I mean, whoever posted did not know the exact date either. They just, they just put April of 1990. So, uh, John said this was another good, another good match here. Uh, Bonzi, uh, Ultimate Warrior versus Haku, Saturday Night's Main Event, April of 1990. I'm gonna agree with JD said. Okay. All right. Next up here, of course. We go a little bit. We go. We go up. Move up a little bit here, guys. As we go to the 1998 Royal Rumble, this is the this is the infamous casket match for the WWF title. This was, of course, Shawn Michaels defending the belt, I do believe, against the Undertaker. JD, your thoughts about this match? What year was this again? 1998. It was the Royal Rumble pay per view. The casket match yeah, for the title. It was an interesting match. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it was one. It was a unique match, let's just say, and it had its moments, and it was very entertaining. Let's just say it was unique. I think when this the one, I believe that Taker, I think, uh, uh, um, uh, took Michaels over the top rope, and Michaels landed on top of the casket and hurt his back. That's how you start having. Yes. Back yeah. That, yeah. This is what screwed us back up. Yes. Yes. Okay, John says this was his one of his fam- fam- favorite matches from '98, of course. <coughs> Taker and HBK for the title. Uh, Fonzie, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, the title match and the title, uh, casket match for the title, the '98 Royal Rumble. This was a great match. Yeah. All right. And John said the bad drop Shawn took does not do it justice. Yes. <laughs> And that would keep him out after WrestleMania 14 and keep him out for what four years? I think it was in 02 that he came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he went into he, he took Mania and then it screwed us back up. Yeah, his back was also screwed up by that point. Yes, correct. And John said, then afterwards we saw Kane come out, look like he was going to help the Undertaker. This is what John is saying that we all were proven wrong, and Kane set fire to the Undertaker's casket. And of course, out there they put the fire out. The Undertaker, of course, wasn't in it, so that was. Uh, that was quite interesting indeed. Uh, next up here, uh, this was a moment right here, and then let's see, let's see what y'all remember about this one. And John says Jr. did a good job containing my, that by saying, "By God, the cast is on fire!" And it said it was one of his famous yeah, calls from the yeah. attitude there. That's very good. Yeah, yes, indeed, John. I do remember that. We go now to WCW Monday Nitro, July twelfth, nineteen ninety nine. Now, if this from this, if this sounds, if this sounds 
John says not Monday Nyquil. Oh, now Nitro wasn't that bad. Now come on, there was a lot That's of episodes. That's what of- uh, Austin called it. I remember. It was what? That's what uh, that's what he that's what he called it. I remember that's what he used to call WCW hell when he did the uh, like I said uh, that in ECW he used to call Nitro Monday Nightquill. Who called it that? Austin did, however, whenever uh, he was in ECW in '95. Mike and John said of ECW back in '95. Okay, all right, okay, thank you, JD. Um, but anyway, Nitro, July 12, nineteen ninety-nine. This was the Monday Nitro, I believe, after Bash Bash at the Beach that year. Was when I believe Randy, as was after Randy Savage had won the World Heavyweight Title in the tag team match. Uh, he came out and Mean Gene interviewed him, and he issued an open challenge to anybody except for Kevin Nash, who who actually he won the belt from at Bash at the Beach, but he said he didn't deserve a shot at the belt, but he did not know that. Hulk Hogan or Hollywood Hogan, whatever you want to call him, uh, was there that night, and apparently uh, Savage was not that was not going to uh, to leave, uh, not going to defend the belt against him either. But apparently uh, Savage just went ahead and decided, okay, well it's a done deal. That I think, uh, and <clears throat> so, and John also, and, and before I go to JD, John's already said this. I'm gonna have to read this. He says the Mega Powers collided once more, but this time in WCW. And John believes this was the last time the two ever fought. And this was also the night that Hulk Hogan actually turned face as well. You know, he was still in NWO. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, I remember that too. Yes. J.D., your thoughts about Randy Savage making the open challenge and, of course, accepted by Hogan, unbeknownst to Savage that Hogan was there uh, that night. Yeah, I remember that quite well, actually. And I remember Savage's expression really said it all that night. I mean, I don't think he saw this coming, and no one thought this was going to be the case here. And it turned out to be that way, however. Go figure, you know. Bonzi, your thoughts about Randy Savage making the open challenge for the title, and did, he did not know that Hogan was at Nitro that night, and they actually made them match official. I agree with JD said. Okay. All right. Next up here, another WCW moment. We're going to go backwards a little bit this time. And JD, you might remember this. I don't know what show this came. I saw a highlight of this. I think it was a highlight on WCW Saturday night. But I don't know if it was. I don't think it was on that show. I think this was like a hot. It was. It was shown as a, as a highlight. So I don't know where this was at. And then you might. You might be able to shed some light on it when I tell you what it is. But it is from, I can confirm, this was from uh, July 25th, 1994. This was when uh, Dusty and Dustin Rhodes actually made up, and Dusty asked Dustin to be on his, I think he signed a dial line for, it was right before Clash of the Champions that year, and um, and Dusty asked Dustin to be on the, the, the team up, if he could team up with his son. I don't know who it was against. But um, but apparently they, they was referred to as the Rhodes family reunion when Dustin Rhodes still was doing the natural things, still wearing the cowboy. I think it was against the stud stable. Yeah, I have a clip right here. In fact, I have it right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know when. I don't know when. It was. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was from a show or they just showed an excerpt from this. I think Dusty Rhodes was like in was like a. Yeah, someone was Ming and the, the Colonel Parker and them. Yes. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, the the champions, Terry Funk and Funk House Buck. That's who it was. Okay, but this was like, I think this was before that. I mean, this was like a moment before that, of course, that I think Ming was going to try to get Dusty, and and they actually... Yeah. Like, what's your take on it? Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, those two, I mean, if you go back and watch the Dusty Rhodes documentary, Dustin talks about uh, him and his dad did not talk for a long while, however. Before that, if you remember, however, because of what was going on between the two of them, both in the ring and out of the ring. Very unique, however, let's just say, however. But uh, very entertaining, to say uh, the least, however. Very unique, let's just say. Certainly, indeed. indeed. John, actually, there was a moment in time when Dusty asked his son to be his partner. Flash forward, of course, to a few years later, I think just last year, right before AEW's Double or Nothing, we saw Cody actually do the same thing and ask and asked Dustin to be his partner for, I believe, the Double or Nothing show last year, I believe it was. I'm not sure. Or it was another event. I'm not sure which one it was, but I mean, I know it was, yeah. So, uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about Dusty and Dustin Rhodes reuniting in July of 94 in WCW? Yeah. I'm going to agree with JD. Okay. All right. Next thoughts here. Okay, this was an actual match here. We, we're staying in WCW. Back, we're going back and forth here a little bit here, guys. Um, it's just depending upon what I'm finding, of course, uh, on YouTube and other sources. But uh, we go to WCW Thunder, June 24th, 1999. 1999. This was, uh, like I said, WCW Thunder. This was a tag team match, a very unique tag team match, I, I should say. It was Randy Savage teaming up with uh, Sid Vicious against Buff Bagwell and Dean Malenko. Uh, JD, if you remember this, what's your take on this? I do somewhat remember it, yes, because, uh, like I said, uh, and it was an interesting match of all things. Uh, when you think about it, how uh, what went down, how. Uh, and uh, like I said, are very interesting to say the least, however. And like I said, it was uh, unique, let's just say, however. Indeed. John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 <Nice>. <laughs> oh, that was a nice one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice, Fonzie. I, I, I give that a 10. All right. No, no, that, that, was, that, was, that was Fago. Oh, sorry. I'm going blind. I'm. I'm blind right now. I've gone blind in my eyes right now. I'm watching something very delicious right now. You're watching stuff. Oh Lord, JD, get your head out between out between that girl. No, this is man. good. This is the Playboy. <laughs> I'm a party from 1979 at the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> oh Lord, I know that's Fonzie, what I'm saying go right get him, now. Go, go get JD right now. Go get him out of there, man. He's oh Lord, have mercy. Oh Lord, this is terrible. <laughs> JD, come on, man. Stick, stick, stick the business in hand. Come on, get get your mind out. Of, get your mind out of the gutter. Okay, uh, John. Uh, John had to run to run to, of course, his private office here, and I won't say where. Uh, but anyway, uh, John, the match we were talking about, of course, is WCW Thunder, June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety nine. It was Randy Savage and Sid Vicious teaming up to take on Buff Bagwell and Dean Malenko. 
And John said, did Bagwell and Malenko think they would have a chance? And obviously, of course, the answer to that obviously would be no. So, uh, good call there, John. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts here? Uh, Randy Savage and Sid Vicious versus Bagwell and Dean Malenko. Thunder, June 24, 99. Yeah, this was good. Okay. Next one here. Now, now, JD, listen very carefully here. This is a this is a this is a, a pay per view. We're talking about this time, a whole show. So, any moment you, you think yeah. I tell you what it is. Whoa! Thank you. No, excuse me. Before, before I get into Fonzie, Fonzie, I gotta do this. Fonzie, I gotta do this. I'm sorry. I gotta do this. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right. Anyway, JD, of course, this is a this is a full event right here. So, 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 like I said, it's not just one thing from an event; it's a whole event. All right. And and JD, the event I'm referring to, and you might know this all too well. I think we all would know this all too well. Is WWE? (laughs) Oh, you okay, friend? Okay. Yeah, I was yawning. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, that's no, no, you're fine. WWE's No Mercy from 2005. Event, you said? Yeah, No Mercy from 05. The whole event. Any moments from there, it's good. Okay. Um, All right. Well, like I said, we had that was one of Eddie Guerrero's last pay-per-views, if you remember. However, before his untimely passing, of course, he took on Batista in the main event, which was a good main event. JBL took on Ray Jr. Randy Orton, his old man, took on The Undertaker in a handicapped casket match. Uh, Benoit, of course, defeated Booker Howard in a fatal four-way along with Christian Orlando Jordan. That was pretty half-decent. Bobby Lashley took on Simple Simon Dean. Of course, Christy Hemme teamed up with the Legion of Dune against Molina of Mercury, John Morrison, and uh, Molina. That was halfway decent. I mean, this was one of the better, actually, believe it or not. It wasn't a bad uh, pay-per-view because it was actually in Ann's neck of the woods. Or, uh, I thought it was Ann's neck of the woods. It was in Houston, believe it or not. It had a pretty good crowd, however. About mm-hmm. seven thousand Houston. So this was one of the better papers of two thousand and five, if you ask me. John, your thoughts about no, your thoughts about No Mercy from two thousand five. John says it was an okay show, and sadly, it was it was it was the, it was the last pay per view match for Eddie Guerrero as oh, JDP. So there you go. Yes, that's how. That's why. That's why I say I know you would possibly have some key points you want this because because of that one thing right there. Yes, Fonzie, your thoughts about No Mercy from 05? Yeah, this was a good match. Mm-hmm. I remember this. I was watching this. Everybody, mine, and 
Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Okay. okay. John says that the one thing that left a bad taste in his mouth was when Randy Orton watched the Royal Rumble 1998 and won the B-Light came by setting the Undertaker's casket on fire. Yeah, I do remember that he, that he was trying to do that. Uh, next up here, we go back to WCW Monday Nitro. Um, this, is, this was a WCW world title match. This is September 14, 1998. It was Sting versus Goldberg. J.D., your thoughts here? This was on Nitro, you said? Nitro, September 14, 1998. It was a world title This match. was also the same night. Yeah, if you remember, this was also the same night, however, believe it or not, however, that, believe it or not, however, also had, believe it or not, a very unique night, however, when Ric Flair made his return in Greenville, however, and took on Eric Bischoff, however, that night, if you remember, however. So quite a bit of history that night was made, however, if you remember, however. So very unique, to say the least, however, between the two of them, however. I it was good, however, like I said, but I think the real story of the night hour was obviously with, uh, like I said, Goldberg, however, obviously, uh, like I said, or not Goldberg, um, the uh, return of Ric Flair. That was the big story of the night. And it was also the same night, if you remember, too. I think Big Mac however, hit number 62. I think that was oh. the day. I think. If I remember correctly, I think that's how it was, but I know Flair was there that night, however. All right. Okay. John, your thoughts about Sting versus Goldberg, WCW World Title Match, Monday Nitro, uh, September 14, 1998. Wow. Nice call. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, John said, the first time ever we would see actually these two in, we have WCW's icon. You have WWE's future all in the same ring, of course, Sting versus Goldberg. Wishing they would have more WWE pay-per-view matches. Uh, good point there, John. Uh, Fonzie Sting versus Goldberg, September 14, 1998, Monday Nitro World Title Match. Hey, JD, do you remember huh. what September 14 is? Your birthday. Yep. Oh. I remember this match. Oh, okay. Yeah. You remember this? Okay. All right. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and that was done in Mortal Kombat style, too. He used the dreaded part. Actually, there is a Mortal Kombat character that actually uses a part as the is what they call finishing move. Whatever. I'll tell you about it later. Anyway, we we jump. We let's see. Oh no, we stay on Monday Nitro, guys. I'm sorry about that. Excuse me. We we stay on Monday Nitro, and we actually stay with uh, Goldberg, as a matter of fact. But we do rewind it back a little bit. Here. JD, uh, this date was also very very infamous here, of course. In history as well. September 22nd, 1997. Uh, two things. First off, as I said, when I say Goldberg, this was actually Goldberg's uh, match as he took on Hugh Morris. 
Yeah, this this was a very interesting night, if you remember, however. Also, that Goldberg did make his debut that night, and also it was the same night, however, that Austin stunned Vince, however, for the first time, however, in Madison Square Garden. Very, very unique moment there, however, during the Monday Night War, so some history there. Uh, yeah, very unique night that Goldberg made his debut, and of course, Goldberg didn't have much to say at the start, however, and it did take... A little uh, while, however, I like I said, for him to speak, but he didn't speak very early on. How he let his actions dictate the way he wanted it to be, however, and uh, like I said, very interesting match to say the least. Okay, uh, John Goldberg versus Hugh Morris, Goldberg's debut match, WCW Monday Nitro, September twenty second, nineteen ninety seven. John says, "What a night in wrestling history!" Of course, in WWF and Madison Square Garden, of course, with Stone Cold stunning. Uh, who, of course, later on become Mr. McMahon. Of course, uh, you know what? I would have loved to have one of those jackets that said Rawls wore like they used to wear. You, oh, you I those? like those all the time. I wanted one of those. Those red ones? Yeah, they were sweet. I remember them all the time. I was wondering if you could find them. I might have to find eBay or something. You have to try to see if you can find them on eBay or somewhere if they're selling them still. Yeah, the, black, the black ones with the Rawls wore logo in the back. That's what I'm talking about. The one that they, that they announced were used to wear. That's the ones I'm talking about. Those right, those jackets were cool. I love those jackets. And of course, followed by Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack's debut that night with Will Fallon WCW was the debut of one of the most greatest athletes that would become the legend of WCW. Of course, of course, that being Goldberg. All right, back. And, and okay, and thus the streak was born. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about here about Goldberg's debut match, September twenty second, nineteen ninety seven, on Nitro when he when he took on Hugh Morris. Yeah, this was good. Okay, all right, uh, John, we're going to start with you because JD had to step away for just a moment. We'll start with you on this, and we'll come out to JD here in just a few minutes. John, we go to Saturday night's main event, but we go to, of course, the one that they had in two thousand and six. Um, and this is one, this is a match that I've often watched on YouTube pretty much all the time, uh, whenever it pops on. This was a very entertaining match up here, in my personal opinion. This was the handicap match when you had two cages on either side of the ring, and it was Shawn Michaels and Triple H, D Generation X, taking on all five members of the infamous Spirit Squad. So, uh, John, your thoughts about the handicap match between DX and the, and the Spirit Squad? From Saturday Night's Main Event in 2006. Oh, yes. John says he does remember this match very well. DX didn't actually believe in cheerleading. Yeah. And what was also interesting, and John probably might mention this, uh, believe it or not, these five guys did what they referred to as the Freebird Rule that all of them were considered the world tag team champions because all of them defeated Kane in the Big Show. The any two members of that five-man group could defend the belts. Just quite interesting. And, of course, I think they didn't la- didn't last for a whole for a long time because I think they were de- eventually defeated by, of course, two Hall of Famers in Ric Flair and Rowdy Roddy Piper, if I'm not too much mistaken. So... Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about DX versus the Spirit Squad, Saturday Night's Main Event, 2006, the big handicap match? Let's get ready to suck it. The other team did suck it. 
Yeah, they did, yeah. <laughs> and of course, I, I liked at the end, though, obviously, that they actually, that Shawn Michaels super kicked Vince McMahon into the cage along with Spirit Squad and locked him in there. I remember that, too. <laughs> that was sweet. <laughs> and I think Shawn Michaels threw the key out. I don't know what happened to the key. Yeah, okay. Uh, JD, are you back with us? All right, you guys, you know what that means. If we can't find JD, we can't find JD then we're going to have to do this. Yep, I'm back. I'm here. Well, I can't stop it. Do that play. Fonta's going to take a nightstick and beat JD in the back of his legs. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, um, uh, anyway, uh, anyway, JD, the match, the match that I'm talking about here, uh, was from Saturday night's main event in 2006, the handicap match versus DX and the spirit squad. DX versus who again? The spirit squad. You remember the big handicap match, Saturday night's main event in 06. DX versus who? Sorry, I I've had a, my volume was up a little loud. I couldn't hear you. Let me repeat one more time. Saturday night's main event from 2006, the handicap match between D Generation X and all five members of the Spirit Squad. It was all right. I mean, there were some funny moments with it, especially when DX did the porta potty thing on them. How it was pretty funny. How I thought that was pretty amusing. So there you go. There you go. Uh, okay. And John said that's all the matches that he was going to do for the night. He's already left us for the evening. He will definitely will try and make a small appearance tomorrow night on Revolution. But if he does not, he will, he will of course, be back with us before starting with Raw Radio next Monday uh, evening. So, Monday afternoon, I should say. Okay. Uh, next up here, then, JD and Fonzie, we'll just talk to y'all then. Uh, next up here, JD, I'll ask you. Uh, we talked about a match from this event. Now we talk about this portion of it here. The nineteen ninety eight Royal Rumble match itself. Yeah, yeah. Talk about this. The ninety eight Royal Rumble itself match itself. All right. Uh, which one is this one again? Sorry. This is the nineteen ninety eight Royal Rumble match. And who was in it? I don't know who all the participants are. No, 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 not the pay-per-view. I'm talking about the, the match itself. I mean, you don't... Uh, I mean, there's some good moments in there. I think that was when Austin, however, actually uh, got his spot won. He was the first, I mean, like I said, huh? I think I think this was the one, I think, where Mick Foley came in there three times. I think that, that was the one that he came in there three times. As uh, Cactus Jack, Mankind, and Dude Love. Mm-hmm. I think that was I think that yeah. was in the nineties when he did that. Okay, all right. I think it was. I mean, yeah. but anyway, but anyway, I mean, do you do you recall this match? Or anything you wish to say about this match? Uh, like I said, it was a very unique show. I mean, I think Austin was the first, uh, like I said, how uh, winner of this one. However, if I remember correctly. And like I said, yeah, this was in San Jose. And this was, of course, like I said, you had uh, some interesting. Yeah, no, Sean actually won the casket match. I don't know. Yeah, Austin, of course, eliminated The Rock. Then you had the Legion of Doom take on the Outlaws. The Rock took on Shamrock. 
The only one that wasn't great, how I thought, however, was the first two matches, but it is what it is. But like I said, you had Mick Foley, Terry Funk, The Rock, got, uh, Bradshaw, Owen Hart, Blackman, D'Lo Brown, Mero, Jeff Jarrett, The Honky Tonk Man, Ahmed Johnson, Austin, Savio Vega, Rook Ron Simmons, Do Love, Chains, Vader, and like I said, you had three, I think, three different variations of Mick Foley here. You had him sort of as, uh, like I said, Cactus uh, uh, Shack, then you had him coming as Dude Love, and at one point I think he had Mankind at 16. So, yeah, it was pretty wild to see Mick Foley do three personas in that, how I remind you are. Yeah. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about the Royal Rumble match itself from 1998? I could agree with J.D. Okay, all right. Next up here, we go back to WCW, ladies and gentlemen. We go to WCW Thunder. Uh, August 13th, 1998, Bret Hart versus Lex Luger. J.D., your thoughts here? Interesting match, however, between the Hitman and Luger. However, this was at a time when uh, Bret was really kind of being up and down during his WCW run. However, some unique moments, however, he had, however, let's just say, however... But, uh, I mean, I don't think uh, Brett really, I wouldn't say matured much in WCW, but he wasn't really all the same after he left WWE. I mean, he had some good and bad moments here and there, but this was a time when uh, a lot of people weren't sure what he was of what he was capable of. I mean, a lot of people liked what he stood for. Some people liked what he stood for. I mean, there were times he was, he was lost in the shuffle. Like I said, he had his good and bad moments in WCW, but you couldn't tell uh, around this time if this was a good or bad moment, you know? Okay. All right. Uh, Fonzie Bret Hart versus Lex Luger, August 13th, 1998, WCW Thunder. Yeah, this is this was a good match. Okay. You know what? Now, you know what Bret Hart said after? You know what Bret said afterward? However, with his match with Luger. Okay. I'll tell you in a second here. He says what he said. Oh. Now. <laughs> oh, what the heck? Now, get out, ah, get out, big partner. Ah, get out, big partner. Ah, get out, big partner. Ah, get out, big now, I don't know the full specifics of this. I do know of several key points in this, so forgive me if I'm not 100% accurate. But we go to Monday Night Raw, April the 12th, 2010. This was the Baywatch Babe tag, uh, uh, triple threat tag team match. David Hasselhoff, of course, sat in the lifeguard chair watching the match. Santino Morella. Uh, was your special guest referee, of course, wearing a lifeguard's outfit, and you had about six of your female competitors. I think I, I think this was I think the Bellas were included in this. Uh, I think uh, I think I don't know who all teamed up with each other, but I do believe uh, I do know that Kelly Kelly was involved. I do know that Rosa Mendez was involved, and there were two others, and I cannot think for the life of me who they were, but. Um, um, but it was a triple threat women's tag team uh, match here. Like I said, they were dressed up like the like the women from Baywatch. So 
Uh, JD, your thoughts about this? This was from Monday Night Raw, April 12, 2004. We were all winners here, however, because we all wanted to see some, uh, let's just say, excitement hour. And uh, no, we didn't. Oh, yeah. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Fonzie, uh, your thoughts about the Baywatch Bay Triple Threat Tag Team Match from Monday Night Raw on April 12, 2010? Yes, I remember this. This was hilarious. <laughs> Good match, but it, it was funny. I think the Bellas won it, and then I think afterwards Santino followed his whistle. Hornswoggle came running out, carrying that little orange thing to the, like the lifeguards always carried. And he actually did a tadpole splash on Santino and shot the and Santino shot the whistle out of his mouth. It was fun. it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, because <laughs> David Hasselhoff kept calling for help, and then all of a sudden here comes Hornswoggle. They did the slow motion run like they did on Baywatch. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, JD, you might consider this next one a very classic matchup, indeed. We go back to SummerSlam 1995. This was the ladder match for the Intercontinental title, Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. Your thoughts about this? SummerSlam 95, you said? SummerSlam 95, the ladder match. A ladder match Good match, IC. just like the first ladder match. And that was in Pittsburgh, I remember, because uh, believe it or not, however. Like I said, it was very interesting to watch these two go at it. How I, I enjoyed this match, however. It was very good, however. Uh, Fonzie, your thoughts about this? SummerSlam 95, the ladder match for the IC title, Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. Uh, yes, this was good. Okay. This All right. Okay. We'll we'll take we'll take care of a couple more here, then we'll of course call it a night here and we'll try some more with time allotted tomorrow night on Revolution. Uh next yes, up here, this said moment, this too. Don't yell at him too hard. He might start crying. No, let me go. Hey, I'm going to kill you. Here come the waterworks. Let me at him. It's Damn okay, it. Beaver. Damn it. It's all right to cry. Crying takes the fat out of you. Damn it. <laughs> Woof. Okay, there you go. All right, next up here, J.D., I think we all remember this moment all too well right here. This was Monday Night Raw. This was April 19th, 1999. So in about a couple of days, we'll come up on an anniversary for this. This was when The Rock did the fun so-called funeral for Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, tricking everybody into thinking that he threw out the Smoky Skull belt, but he was actually had it around him. This was prior to, I think, a title defense between Austin and The Rock. Uh, I forgot that it was like Backlash of 99, I think it was that year. I think I'm not sure. Yeah, John actually played a similar clip to this, yes, not too long ago. And like I said, it was it was interesting, however, because uh, this was, uh, like I said, however, like I said, however, we could uh, tell you, however, uh, like I said, it was a very interesting match, however, because this, of course, would set up a match between the two of them. You, sir, are an asshole. Okay. <clears throat> okay. There you go. 
<laughs> uh, Fonzie, the thought that you're talking about the rock doing the mock funeral for Stone Cold, and of course, Stone Cold and the rock actually uh, going at each other on Monday Night Raw, uh, April 19th, 1999. Yeah, this was good. I think Stone Cold came out with the monster truck, too, I think. He came in there and drove into the arena, I believe. He ran over the Rock's Lincoln and the parking lot. And I think in the in the arena, I think he ran over the hearse with that monster truck too. And Austin let him have it, man. He just went nuts. One more match here. We go old school to end it here for the night, uh, guys. And then we'll call. We'll do. We'll try it again, of course. Here uh, we'll try it again here, of course. Here possibly tomorrow or next week. Um, we go. I'm not sure when. I'm not sure if this was on a show, JD, or at a live event. So forgive me. But this was during the time, of course, of the WWF itself. Okay. Uh, this was June 3rd, 1989. This was Dusty Rhodes versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, this was on, I think, Superstars of Wrestling, if I'm not mistaken, Howard. And this was interesting because this was a time when Dustin was being corralled by Virgil and DiBiase, Howard. And this, of course, set up the Rhodes-DiBiase program. Certainly, indeed. Bonzi, your thoughts about Dusty Rhodes versus Ted DiBiase from June 3rd, 1989? Yeah, this was, this, this was good. Okay. Okay, there, guys, we'll go ahead and we'll save some here. If we have some time, of course, here tomorrow night. If not, we'll, do, we'll wait till next week and take care of some more of these matches here. Uh, but uh, we do have, but of course, like I said, over the weekend, if we find any more, of course, we'll do some more postings on the Blast from the Past uh, pay-per-view uh, Facebook page here as well. So be sure to check that out here as well. As I said before, check out, of course, Motor Week uh, Retro Review Cards of the Past, as well as, of course, NASCAR US High Octane History. Um, and, of course, WWS Sports Roundup, as we've got a lot of stuff, of course, posted on there, of course. The, the, to break the monotony and break the ice and everyone doing the stay-at-home thing because of the overhyped flu bug. So, uh, so like I said, so that way you won't be too bored about that. And, of course, Donald Trump, you can take that and stick it. So there you go. <laughs> and I'm sure J.D. loved hearing that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh -huh. There you go. On that note, uh, J.D., Fonz, anything I wish to add before we close up shop here tonight? No. Here, J.D., anything you wish yeah, good. Okay. Well, I know you're good, but do you have anything you wish to add? No. <laughs> okay. All right. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for listening to NWO Wolfpack episode 250 here tonight. I definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jared DiGeralmo, as well as the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and also the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, my apologies to those who did make it on our live video feed uh, from Future of WCWS, and we apologize of course the abrupt uh the abrupt end to the video um there must have been some sort of internet glitch uh, going on with my computer or or possibly something going on with uh facebook or talk to we're not sure yet but we're going to try to pinpoint and hopefully the video will be up and ready to go for tomorrow night's show remember tomorrow night revolution episode 822 ladies and gentlemen we will of course have our news and views and history and birthdays our live video feed is scheduled to be from True Pioneers of Wrestling. We hope, of course, to have that video ready to go with no problems tomorrow night. 
We are also set, ladies and gentlemen, to, of course, have our trivia championship matchup here, primarily for the WWS Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Championship. Also, the FMWS World Heavyweight Championship will be up for grabs here as well. Danny will be defending the Ironman Heavy Metal Weight title against the Kian Club's Mint Patel. Whoever wins the match will win the Ironman belt, since it was, of course, a belt that was that was that w- that was um, ch- that was challenged for. But of course, whoever does not win that belt will re- will pick up the F- the FMWS World Heavyweight Title. So, so like I said, we'll have a great matchup here. We'll be under wrestling trivia rules, and of course, we'll do the same like format wrestling questions with the course. Uh, um, we'll do probably do two or three rounds of this. Uh, question, of course, in which, uh, um, <clears throat> which, of course, I'll have to get the answers at the end of each of uh, at the end of each set here. Let everybody know who will be in the lead here in this. Uh, and of course, some both men, will, both Danny and Mitt, will go home with championship gold tomorrow night. The question is, who will go home with which belt? We'll find that out hopefully tomorrow night. Of course, on eight twenty-two of Revolution, be sure to join us here for that. Uh, of course, don't not forget, ladies and gentlemen, as well, to check out Perpetual Ubiquity, of course, on eBay, ebay.com forward slash uh, str forward slash Perpetual Ubiquity. Of course, remember, it's internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. A lot of great items, of course, still posted there for sale. More still to come here, so be sure to check that out there as well. Uh, <clears throat> also, do not forget, Bulldog DVD sells a variety on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash group sports slash Bulldog DVD sales variety. Remember, of course, DVDs and Blu-rays with one or two discs in each set are worth $1. DVDs and Blu-rays with three or four, three or more discs in each set are worth $2. And also, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our uh, DVDs in the jewel cases are worth $0.50 cents a piece. And also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as I did announce, of course, yesterday, I have made this official that the four disc set that we have been selling, that we have been, of course, have had up for sale since, of course, before Christmas, which featured, of course, four of the movies made famous by the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course, I'll go over them again. Of course, The Running Man, Predator, Commando, and Total Recall. I have lowered the price on that. Of course, that four disc set is now $2, ladies and gentlemen. All DVDs are in fine working condition. comes in a very nice-looking case with a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, on the front and the back, and the name Schwarzenegger all around each part of the case, of the box that the that the DVDs come in. So definitely check that out there if if you if you wish to, of course, uh, more more like more have to like to have more information about this. Please let me let us know, and we will of course get back here to you as soon as we of course uh, possibly can here. <clears throat> Uh, remember, at Bulldog DVD sells a variety. Of course, we'll take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Uh, Wolfpack episode 250 is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. Radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. We'll talk to you tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 822 of Revolution, where we have a lot of great stuff going on. And we hope to, of course, get a chance to hear your thoughts and opinions on a lot of things. Be sure to check out all of our groups in WWS for everything posted on there. Uh, please leave any thoughts and comments you you you, uh, you wish to, of course, to uh, you wish to, of course, uh, be a part of. Be sure to, of course, uh, uh, um, <clears throat> be 
be sure, of course, to of course leave your thoughts and opinions on every on on on, on everything there. Um, and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows, of course, on TalkShoe.com. We have link we have links, of course, to one for Outside the Ropes uh, on the Entertainment Cavalcade Facebook page, and also, of course, just today I have I have posted, of course, a link for the Talk Shoe page show page for WWS Revolution. If you want to check out any past episodes of Revolution, be sure to check it out right there as well. Pull one up and just listen to it, and we'd love to hear your take about it as well. Of course, uh, highly recommended by Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw here. Episode number 29 from July 31st, 2015. That is the night that we in the radio network, of course, gave our thoughts and opinions and also said goodbye to WWE Hall of Famer, Rowdy Roddy Piper. So definitely check that episode out. If you wish, if you'd like that, like that, that's something. Uh, and maybe say episode. goodbye to Howard Finkel. Yes, and also, of course, after Brian Dennehy, of course, our thoughts and prayers, of course, continue to be with the families of Mr. Finkel and Mr. Dennehy here tonight. Uh, may, of course, like I said, may, of course, like I said, the good Lord, of course, keep keep their families and friends and fans in, uh, in his arms. And, of course, <clears throat> know that, like I said, we will one day, of course, see them again, of course, uh, sharing some more great memories and more great moments, of course, as we have always done over the years. So, gentlemen, thank you very, thank you very much, and may you, of course, uh, may your souls no rest in peace and no longer be in any pain. Yes, and thank you very much for bringing, bringing, of course, your styles of entertainment here to us. We, of course, 100% appreciate it. Since 2015, ladies and gentlemen, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Radio Network. And now, let's see, I believe the Iceman has something he can He do have everything ready to go. Just give me a second here, folks. I am ready to go. Yep, we're ready. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Uh, Wolfpack 250's closing moment of the day. Here we go. Take care and God bless here, folks. This is, of course, the WWS Radio Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.